Hi. Uh, my name is Kayla. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from a lack of trust in God, fear of rejection, and shame. Hi. Uh, let me pray. Lord, thank you for this time we get to gather together to praise you. Please calm my nerves and uh, let my story glorify you. Amen. Okay. Growing up, I thought I had a great life. I knew it wasn't perfect, but I didn't realize how toxic it was. I was guilted into doing things by my family, and when I disagreed with them, I was told that I was selfish and unloving, that I didn't love them because I wasn't doing what they wanted. When I would express my feelings, I was... I would be told that uh, they were wrong. My family went to church whenever the doors were open, and they openly talked about God. They gave me things and told me they loved me, but they also used that to control me, and this misconstrued my idea about what love was supposed to look like. I do believe they loved me and tried their best, but this led me to feel a lot of shame and not trust my feelings. I bottled up how I was feeling and bur buried them deep inside of me. I tried not to feel and for a long time believed that I was emotionless. I accepted Christ when I was nine years old at GA camp. GA stands for Girls in Action. Um, it's a, mini a missions ministry in Baptist churches. I remember it was the best feeling I had ever felt. I knew Christ died for my sins and I, I'm just gonna hold it because it's too far. Um, I knew Christ died for my sins, and I was cleansed from them uh, through his death and resurrection. Uh, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Although my family went to church, I wasn't shepherded at all. I didn't know what it looked like to follow Christ. The only thing I knew to do was read my Bible and would always try but to no avail. I didn't know what I was reading, and I honestly didn't even know where to start, so I stopped before I began. Uh, my struggle with body image started when I was really young. The boy I had a crush on told me that if I lost 20 pounds and fixed my teeth, that I would be attractive. Along with that came my fear of rejection, and I associated the two together. I felt like people would only like me if I looked a certain way. Uh, my world fell apart when I was in seventh grade. My parents got div uh, a divorce, my older sister lived with my grandparents, and my younger siblings and I went back and forth between parents. I felt like I lived out of a suitcase and didn't have a home. I ended up having to be like a parent to my siblings by cooking, cleaning, and making sure they did their homework and got ready for school. And all that, God pursued me. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. My family stopped going to church, but I continued to go. It was the highlight of my week. Uh, my youth ministry had something called Rock on Wednesdays. It was great to worship the Lord with people my age. I loved my church family and the friends that I made there. For the next couple of years, life went on. I was a Christian and lived a good life and followed the rules that uh, Christians are supposed to follow. It was a very legalistic view of Christianity, and I would judge others who I felt sinned. I became a judge, jury, and executioner of others. I was also very hard on myself when I sinned. I believed that I wasn't good enough to be saved, so if I sinned, I would try to make up for it in other ways. My life fell apart again when my group of friends decided to turn on me. Not only did they stop being my friends, but they were also incredibly mean to me. They would call me names and were hateful. It was the first time in my life that I remember dealing with depression. But again, looking back, God was in the middle of it. And even though it hurt, it was the best thing to happen. 
Um, I started becoming closer with my friends from church, and that kept me out of a lot of trouble that the other group started to get in. In high school, in high school, I went through, I'm sorry. I went through a lot of highs and lows. I valued what other people thought of me more than what God thought of me. If someone didn't like me, I would fall back in depression. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so that uh, we may do them. In my sophomore year, I developed an eating disorder and became too small for my frame. I thought if I looked a certain way, then I would be happy and people would like me. But even at the height of my eating disorder, I still didn't like who I was or what I looked like. At the end of my junior year came another fall in depression when my boyfriend cheated on me, and that lasted into the beginning of my first year of college. I gained a lot of weight and felt worthless and that no one would like me because of how I looked. I didn't want to leave my house or do anything. I would go home from school and binge eat. In that time, I stopped going to church and doing anything to follow the Lord. I also stopped doing all the things I liked to do. Along with that, I thought about hurting myself enough to get put in the hospital. I just wanted to know if anyone would care and loved me. I was desperate for love and didn't know how to get it. In, col in college, my life went downhill fast. I started partying a lot, and with that came a lot of alcohol and inappropriate relationships with men. I was looking for any way to feel love and was looking in all the wrong places. I continued to let friends and boys affect how I felt about myself and continued the highs and lows of my life. My depression came and went, and I learned to recognize the signs when I was going into a, a depression. When I would realize that I was getting into another depression, I would rely on my own strength to get me out of it in the only ways I knew how. God was an afterthought. I still called myself a Christian and still prayed all the time, but it had no impact on my life or how I lived it. I remember thinking that God forgives, and when I was done having what I perceived as fun, he would still be there waiting on me, but until then, I was going to continue the destructive path that I was on. I didn't realize how much I was affecting others as well as myself with my actions. I was slowly dying. James 1.15 says, Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. In my mid-twenties, my friends started inviting me to go to church. She asked me every week for about a year before I decided to go. I remember being hungover walking into the Dallas campus of Watermark for the first time. After that, I started going to church more often and then started going to the porch. I loved being around young adults who loved Jesus. I wanted to live for Christ so much but still didn't know how. I was still going out all the time, drinking and having inappropriate relationships while serving in church. <coughs> I became a lukewarm Christian, living with one foot in the world and one foot out of it. I tried going to Regeneration several times the first couple of years of attending Watermark, but would never go more than a handful of times before stopping again. When I met my ex-fiance, I thought it was all that I could ever have dreamed of. What I didn't realize is that I was putting all my value and worth in him and what he thought of me. 
I wanted to be loved so badly that I let the relationship rule me. It was an incredibly toxic relationship, and I didn't trust him at all. My need to be loved led me to try and control him within the relationship in fear of getting hurt. After a year and a half of dating, we got engaged. The relationship went from bad to worse. We were planning a wedding in four months and threatening to leave each other at the same time. During his bachelor party, I found out about another lie that he told me and broke off the engagement. It was three weeks before the wedding. The weeks following were the hardest weeks I've ever had. The week I broke off, um, the week after I broke off the engagement, I stepped foot into regeneration at the Plano campus, feeling broke, broken and helpless. Before re regeneration, I always said that I didn't have emotions, but I remember crying like I never cried before the first couple of weeks going to regeneration. I wanted to be okay, and regeneration is the only thing I could think of that might help. In groundwork, going through the coursework was really the first time that I had ever been in the word daily for a long amount of time. I was hopeless and in despair, but it was the only thing that I consistently did, and it got me out of the house. I got in a small group and started going through the steps. It was the first time that I had real godly community. The women in my group mean so much to me. They encouraged and prayed for me. I am so thankful for those women. In step one, admit... I had to admit that I was powerless and needed God in my life. In the book, I read Psalm 34:18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I held tight to this promise and prayed for God to keep the promise throughout the steps. Step three, trust, was a hard one for me. I had a saving faith, but I did not have a daily faith. It was as though my head and heart were disconnected. I knew that Jesus loved me and died for me, but I didn't trust that it was enough. I had done so many bad things that I didn't think I would ever be forgiven. I felt shame for what I had done and beat myself up for falling so much. Step four, inventory, wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Everyone always talks about how it is the hardest step. Admitting some things hurt me that I didn't want to think about was the hardest part. I bury things deep down so I don't have to feel. It was a good way for me to see what I value and where I put my worth. Step five, confess, was like lifting a weight off my shoulders. I'm a pretty open person, so it didn't bother me to confess to my mentor and recovery group. They were being the hands and feet of Jesus with the grace and kindness that they showed towards me, reminding me that Jesus is where my identity is found and not in my sin. Step eight was the biggest step for me. In step eight, forgive, my head and heart were finally starting to connect. And I believe that Jesus had forgiven me. I felt that I was being transformed. Uh, Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I felt like the scales had been lifted from my eyes, and I was seeing things for the first time. I prayed to love like he loves and to bear his fruit. I craved more and more of Jesus and wanted to tell the world of my story. Completing the 12 steps was the best decision I have ever made apart from receiving Christ. 
I never thought I would say this, but ending my engagement, although the hardest thing that I've ever been through, it was also the best because I have fallen in love with Jesus. It was God's strength that got me to regeneration. I would not have been able to do it on my own. My whole life has changed, just not in the way I thought it would. I thought that after regeneration, life would be easy and all the hurt would disappear. How wrong I was. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. God doesn't promise that there won't be any trials, but he does promise that he will bring, be with you through it all. James 1, 2 through 5 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Halfway through recovery, a girl I met in Equipped equipped Disciples a couple years before asked me to join her community group. This has been the biggest blessing in my life. The way these ladies come around me and love me and point me to Jesus has been a huge part of growing in Christ. They laugh with me, but they also ask hard questions and hold me accountable when I stray from the path of following Christ. Since completing regeneration, I'm still learning more and more about who I am, what I value, and how my sin affected me along with the others in my life. I try to live for Christ daily, but when I do sin, I go through the steps. I confess to my community group and others that help point me to Christ, repent, and ask God for forgiveness. I was in crisis throughout regeneration because of the pain of my ended engagement, so I've been learning what it looks like to follow Christ in normal, everyday life. It's been a little more of a struggle, but luckily, God cares about our relationship with us and us being perfect. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When conflict arises, I own my part in it and try to live, live peaceably with everyone. Going through regeneration made me realize that I didn't love well. I didn't know how to love well. It wasn't modeled well in my family, and my relationship suffered because of it. My prayer throughout regeneration to love like he loved started to happen. I started loving the people in my life for who they were instead of who I wanted them to be. I didn't have the same reactions to others and hurt that I did before regeneration. I've been told by many people that I've changed. I want to live for Christ in all that I do. I still struggle with my family. I know they love me, but I've had to put up boundaries with them. I get a lot of pushback. They don't understand and still tell me that I'm selfish and unloving. Instead of reacting and letting them tear me down, I'm confident in my decision and don't let it affect how I feel about myself, and I know that my identity is in Christ and not what they say about me. I've gotten closer with my older sister. We help each other when we question a boundary we've put up with our family. It has been a blessing to see her grow. The biggest surprise I've had after finishing the steps is that apparently I'm sensitive and actually have a lot of feelings. I cry all the time. Most of the time they are happy tears. When I cry, 
I cry when a good song comes on, watching TV or a movie. It's a weird feeling going from someone who try not to feel or cry to someone who does all the time. Before regeneration, I didn't have many godly friends. Now I'm surrounded by women who love Jesus more than anything, and I can't emphasize how fantastic it is. I've never felt unconditional love like I have since starting regeneration. It still surprises me when I met with love when I've sinned or I've done something that I deem as bad. I'm now a leader in regeneration. It has helped me grow even more and in different ways. Watching others be transformed by Jesus through this program is a beautiful blessing. If I can leave you with one thing, it's that it's worth it. You will grow and change and transform more than you can imagine, and most likely not in the way you imagined. The hard work, sweat, and tears will be worth it. Keep coming. My name is Kayla, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from living life on my own terms, which led to a life filled with shame and brokenness. God was able to take my brokenness and fill me with love and joy that comes from him, him alone. Thank you. Thank you.